Hey, good afternoon, Rita. How are you? I'm fine. And what about you, Peter? Doing well. Why don't you describe yourself, uh, introduce yourself to the team, and then I'll do the same, and then uh, we'll get into a little bit of conversation about all things renewable. Yeah, okay. So I'm, I'm Rita Bernay, working for CGI in the utility space, and, uh, well, for more than 15 years in the renewable space. Okay, perfect. And I'm Peter Warren. So I'm based uh, uh, with CGI. I'm out of Canada. I'm the global industry lead for energy and utilities. So um, uh, Rita, you've, you mentioned that you've been doing this for a long time. And so you've been focused on renewable energy. When you start looking at the industry and stuff, how do you see this fitting in today versus years ago? Was it, is, has anything majorly shifted in how people were using it before and using it now? Well, a lot of differences I think that the renewables market is very much shifting from a niche market into a more uh, industrial, stepping into stepping steadily into digitalization, and that's that's good to know. Also, having huge impact in terms of these, you know, energy transition and the role to play in a more responsible and sustainable future. So that's. Quite exciting times, to be to be honest. I feel really thrilled with the with the times we are living. I think that it, it's I'm very happy to be working in renewables because I believe that we are a bit changing the game. Just sharing some information. Um, currently, the installed capacity from wind and solar uh, have reached seven hundred thousand gigawatts. So when comparing to, to hydro, hydro, wind and, and solar are basically the main renewable energy sources. Currently, there are many more, but those are the, the, the major ones. In terms of energy uh, produced, these both wind and uh, solar summed up are still representing only 50% of the hydro energy produced. So there is still a lot of space to to grow on that. So there's uh, as as portfolios become larger and wider and the, the footprint of renewables gets bigger, of course there are it's a totally different world from the you know the niche market from a few years ago. Yeah, I think that's that's a key component that you mentioned uh, there because this has really gone from uh, something that a few people did and quite often startups to being uh, mainstream. And obviously you work, work with uh, large mainstream companies too, but even their work was sort of more experimental, I think you said, to really being a key part, uh, the front end of the whole supply chain. Do you see that that supply chain is going to change in the future? You, you, you point to the fact that it's got to grow, but how do you see that sort of evolving? How do you see that fitting in in the future? So I think that Digitalization is, is surely a, a key aspect. Also, the um, a better interconnection between systems. So mm -hmm. there are a lot of players, so to say, in the ecosystem. So if if we look more on the on the renewables management and supply chain, so to say, that for for me the main players could be we could focus on the main market players such as owners, owners operators and grid operators in for these for these three uh, market players there is a lot more needs to build up to build up effective management systems where you have the the digitalized operation 
and also on the more interconnectivity between all systems so that the grid operator has full visibility on the on the portfolio on the production what is being delivered in the network uh, but also from the the operators and owner operator side of view, point of view a more interconnected system with forecasting production or the production of the forecast workforce management for the manage, managing the, the the maintenance and also the market so that you can make much supported decisions on what to produce how to produce if we should store energy if we should sell it if what to do yeah i totally agree with you that end to end view i mean uh, demand management was maybe more fragmented in the past uh, because supply was a little bit easier to turn on and off with with more carbon-based uh, sources, uh, coal being one that I know was a big favorite over here uh, for a long time for doing that because uh, they could make instant heat and they were happy with it. So as we move into these things, you mentioned storage. Um, are you starting to work with storage? Do you see people doing things with storage? Any comments on either battery or chemical storage or any, you know, even pumping water uphill? Yeah, we, indeed, there is this uh, trends that we see in the industry. So um, definitely, storage is part of the new of the new challenges. Price for this technology is also a challenge. We still need to work, or the industry as such still needs to work on this on the on lowering the price to make it more to make it more balanced in terms of the the cost benefit. And of course, hydrogen, which is also top of the table, uh, with all these larger discussions, making hydrogen, so both to see hydrogen both as storage, but also the, the hydrogen production, the, the green hydrogen, what's, that's, that's how we call it for the hydrogen produced with renewable energy sources. So this is definitely a trend. And how to combine how to combine this hydrogen storage or the hydrogen production with existing wind power plants or solar power plants? Okay, so that's 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 definitely a a lot of uh, you know a large playground, so to say. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know you live in uh, Portugal, so um, I know your country's also announced that they have a hydrogen strategy. So uh, clearly, the renewables and production and hydrogen the government sees as a link. Um, how are your cl customers facing that challenge? How are they stepping up to that? So there's a, a very interesting movement because where we see more activity around hydrogen, it, it's more on the oil and gas side. So oil and gas uh, companies are shifting to renewables. And so some of these companies have just, you know, starting increasing wind uh, portfolio, either buying from other companies or whatever merger and acquisition strategy they follow. But very interesting is the discussions around hydrogen from these companies that are actually studying how to, um, how to restructure their existing, you know, pipelines, all their pipelines network to be able to adopt hydrogen rather than just you know natural gas or other uh, sources they they used to so this is more this is more the, the the trend that we see right now in our clients than the the diversification of our existing clients in in renewables are more on the diversification of 
you know, including storage or uh, including solar and wind and biomass and biogas in the same platform. So there's a kind of two converging moves. Totally agree with you on that. I was actually just working on something this morning, and uh, it's it's clear to me that um, you've got one group coming towards the center and the other group um, maybe more center but moving along. So what sort of pitfalls, you know, as people move into this whole uh, new market, in some cases they're entering totally new territory. They've never done this before um, or they've only dabbled in it. What sort of things do you see people could learn from maybe traditional energy, uh, uh, renewable energy companies as they enter into this? What, what kind of mistakes have people made in the past that you think they could avoid as they move into this? Yeah, that's 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 something I've been thinking a lot, to be honest, while talking to while talking to clients. I think one of the pitfall is not not do not reinvent a wheel. Mm. There are industry experts and technology experts that can support and drive safely throughout this journey. Uh, so so there's a certain tendency, most mostly for big big companies, to have it all in source. But I think there are there are really accelerators that could be that could be beneficial. Another pitfall would be establish solid grounds. There's there's a we, we we we've been adopting a lot in our conversations internally with with well within CGI. This slogan: start small, think big. I really enjoy this slogan, and I've been using it more and more often. I think that start with data and grow from data, data governance, data quality to features and functionalities. I've seen I've seen many times uh, incredible and really great requirement, for example, on predictive. Mm-hmm. And when you okay, that's that's. You're asking for, you know, people are asking for really edge technology. And and then when you ask for, okay, but is there a solid ground? Is there a solid structure regarding data acquisition and data monitoring? There is not. So, mm. of course, people are, are, are trying to implement, of course, in, they are putting innovation and they are uh, investing in innovation. And that's wonderful. But the truth is that you end up with a lot of losing points and you don't have a solid structure that you are actually building up, building upon. So you end up with a lot of initiatives, a lot of MVPs and a lot of POCs that at the end do not really tr- drive value to, to the business. I think utilities have more data than they know what to do with. It's really sort of cleansing that. So I think data first is 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 very clever. Is that one of the things that drove you guys? I know uh, I don't want this to be a sales pitch, but I know that you've done a lot of stuff in product development. Have you done a lot? Is that one of the things that's driven you to cloud and how you do things now differently and things? Like, how did you get to where you are with what, the, what you guys are doing? You know, I don't know. When I started working in consultancy, everybody was talking. I was not working in utilities by then, and uh, everybody was talking about the just-in-time. Ideally, you should have implemented a just-in-time um, uh, process for you know for any for any good. When I started working in utilities, I said, "Hey, this is this is." just in time by definition uh, so this is this is to tell what this is to say that 
somehow in in renewables when we started we were working with with a lot of uh, on premise uh, on premise solutions but we were already building up the d- digitalization of operations okay so mm-hmm. because we were basically building up the ecosystem with different different renewable sources different renewable mani- re- different wind manufacturers at the time or hydro uh, turbine manufacturers and linking all these together to digitalize already the operations when we starting seeing this all this movement to the cloud there were a couple of advantages that immediately caught our attention one is the the paper use principle so this okay. is the monetary monetizing your benefits and monetize your solution so this helps in the in the way of building a lot of flexibility in your set initial setups and your your solution so you wouldn't you wouldn't do that huge investment and in license mode to build up a, a full infrastructure you could you could move as you move as you uh, go forward the other the other topic that really caught us also our attention was of course all the machine learning and uh, all the machine learning and artificial intelligence capabilities mm-hmm. so that's when we basically started also discussing how to predict failures or how to predict um the, the how to get some 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 insights on root cause analysis or how to predict predict uh, performance uh, flaws for example okay so the, the, those were you know the the, the immediate the immediate uh, benefits that we that we that really made us start uh, on the cloud then again you know while when you, you you made the move to to go to the cloud then of course you are able to to observe a lot of other advantages such as you know the scalability which is totally different and in terms of our solution we also used that movement to provide a lot more flexibility to the to the final user so that you can actually build up some features and functionalities on your own okay yeah, so they could make their own reports or do mm-hmm. their own queries as they see fit. Exactly. Um, yeah, define I, I think define that, new KPIs, etc. Yeah, hands-on. There's no substitute for hands-on because mm-hmm. you see what's moving forward. Uh, and I th- so t- just sort of heading this towards a wrap-up here. So how do you see this taking forward in the future? You've got machine learning. You've got new technologies. You've mentioned looking at the supply chain from end to end, uh, you mentioned the importance of data. So how do you see this sort of happening if if you had a crystal ball uh, as people move into 2030 and 2050 to meet all their demands? How do you sort of see this fitting in? So I think that the, the industry is more and more requiring holistic vision. This interconnection that I mentioned previously, you want to see how much production you want to forecast or you want to be able to forecast how much production you'll be getting, the market prices you want to, of course, produce and also see, take decisions, should I sell, should I store, etc. So this is clearly, you know, where the industry is heading. Of course, all the hydrogen discussion, that's a very large mm-hmm. one. And, and there, there's certainly what I believe the future will bring. And the... Well, and basically leveraging all this cloud and machine learning as technology, building up more and more intelligence 
in in all layers, data layer, functional layer, etc. And that's that's also basically from from a, from a well from our solution point of view. That's also where we want to involve to build flexibility. Um, building more intelligence in the in the several layers, working on the interconnections with all these different players within the ecosystem, and uh, well, and also the, the 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 monitorization of the hydrogen, both on the battery side but also on the production side. And as a commodity itself, as mm-hmm. people trade it or ship it and move it about. Yeah, we see that definitely in other regions, and we'll explore that in some other of these podcasts uh, as we're, we're doing more work in those spots. So uh, I got to say thank you to that. This uh, Thank you to this for this uh, great call. I really enjoyed this. I know we talk all the time, uh, but actually this was a nice forum to see, have your free thought flow, and uh, I really appreciate it. Thank you very much, Rita. Yeah. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.